Welcome to Brand by Design with your host, certified BG5 business consultant, myself, Ashley Brianna Eve. The goal of this podcast is to help you create a clear, consistent, creative, personal brand to help you stand out and get paid for what you are best at. If you are ready to leverage your unique expertise and build a highly profitable, personally fulfilling business, this is the place. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back to the channel, everybody. My name is Ashley Brianna Eve, a certified BG5 business analyst, certified profit potential coach, and business cycle specialist with the BG5 Institute, and student at the International Human Design School Holistic Analyst degree, as well as a positive psychology coach and mind body coach. And I'm so excited to sit here with you guys and discuss a very important topic that I've worked with thousands of people on over the last couple of years. And that topic is deconditioning. That topic is shifting from the not self and really coming back into an alignment, a place of alignment with who you always were and what it means to live your design. So today we are focusing on the heart center, also called the ego or willpower. And I want to start today with the characteristics of the heart. So we can have a little bit of an overview before we dive a little bit deeper. Now, I believe one of the biggest issues people are meeting with human design or having foundation calls, that's why I very rarely offer foundation calls, is people are going into it getting the knowledge of this is the healthy state of my design, this is the unhealthy state of my design or the not self of my design, and it's just more knowledge. And without tools to actually shift from where you are to where you desire to be, Knowledge is just knowledge. It sits on the shelf and you continue to be locked into patterns that no longer serve. And before I actually get into the characteristics of the heart, I want to say something in regards to that. This is also why I don't just teach human design. If you want to learn human design in terms of all the characteristics and all the mechanics and all of that, go through the International Human Design School. Why is that? Because again, knowledge isn't power. Knowledge is a piece of your power. It is a piece of shifting into the life you desire. It is a piece of closing the gap between where you are and where you desire to be. However, I have sat across from some of the most knowledgeable individuals in human design and BG5, and they are continuously stuck in the not self. Year after year, I'm seeing the same patterns, the same questions, the same resistance come up because again, the knowledge of the system is only a small piece. Human design, BG5, gene keys, positive psychology tools, those are all tools I use to help you close the gap between where you are and where you desire to be. The knowledge will not be enough unless we are looking at also the journey of deconditioning, also the layers that we need to address outside of just this is the not self, this is the healthy state. And that's what we'll talk about a little bit today as well. So circling back around to the characteristics of the heart, this is Gwyneth Paltrow's chart that I have up here. Her Hers is completely open, as you can see here, what that means. Let me see if I can highlight it for you. Let me pull it up here. So completely open heart center. So the not self theme would be not knowing what is worthy. It is a very different manifestation and experience than an undefined heart center, which may have hanging gates. So that would be similar to what we can see here. 
on her solar plexus. So she has gate six as a hanging gate. That's going to be a very different manifestation of the center than when it's completely open. So Gwyneth Paltrow has a completely open heart center. Now the characteristics, we have the biological correlation of the heart, which is the stomach, the heart itself, gallbladder, and the thymus gland. Now, something that I speak to my clients about often, and even something within myself that I come back to, is when we're seeing medical manifestations of the not-self. Now, this can show up whether it's defined or undefined. So I have a defined heart. However, I get stomach ulcers when I'm using my will incorrectly. So this is not just a manifestation we're going to see in the undefined or open centers. It will also happen the defined. It has a different way of manifesting itself. However, when I am using my will incorrectly, I get stomach ulcers. It's one of the first things that I deal with. And it's a, now in the grander scheme of my design, there's also a reason why that manifests. However, we're not getting into that today. However, it is a signpost for me that I've been using my will incorrectly, that I've been out of alignment with my design, that I've been out of alignment with the correct use of my strengths and my wisdom. So that's something to just take away as well. Do you tend to get stomach ulcers, maybe heart palpitations or tightness in the chest? Maybe you've had an actual heart attack or a heart disease. The gallbladder, are there any symptoms with the gallbladder and the thymus gland? Those health manifestations very often we can see incorrect use of the willpower, whether defined or undefined. The type of center is a motor. So your motors are going to be your heart, your sacral, solar plexus, and root. Although the solar plexus is in an evolution right now into being an awareness center. The function of the center is willpower, your ego, the material world, self-esteem, and self-worth. So again, that's all going to also be linked back to where we're seeing maybe health issues manifest. When it's defined, you're going to have a consistent access to that willpower, a natural sense of self-esteem or self-worth. And the most important thing here is a fixed way of dealing with these themes, a fixed way of dealing with the material plane, which may be deals, business, bargains, promises, does not mean it's healthy does not mean it's the correct use of your energy. However, it's going to be a fixed way of dealing with the themes of the center when it's defined. When it's undefined or open, so we're specifically looking at the heart center, there's going to be inconsistent willpower. And one of the big things is you're not designed to prove yourself. The not self is going to make you feel like you need to, or you should, or you have to. However, you're not designed to prove yourself. And the reason it's inconsistent is you're going to be bringing in the energy of those with a defined ego. So for Gwyneth Paltrow here, she has the completely open heart center. She's going to be taking in the energy of those that have the defined ego to be wise on that energy. Now, where we get into the not self is we start identifying with the energy we're bringing in through our openness. There's also ways to use your definition incorrectly, but we're not going to get into that here. You start to identify, you bring in that energy from people you're around, you start to identify with it. It can also be stacked with other openness, other open centers, open gates, open channels in your chart. So it becomes a little bit of a detangling of the spider's web or the rat's nest, if you will, of how it'll manifest, how it'll show up. But ultimately, 
with the undefined ego, you're taking in the energy of others' defined egos, you're filtering it using that discernment of what is correct for you or not, and then releasing it. It's not yours and you're recognizing it's not yours. The not self strategy of the undefined ego is trying to prove something. Ultimately, what you're trying to prove is your worth to yourself or others. And this is an important nuance I find because very often there's this misconception that with the undefined ego, you're always trying to prove your worth to others. Depending on trauma, our experiences, our conditioning, all types of factors, you might actually be trying to prove your worth to yourself. And I want you to just breathe that in and feel into that right now. Is it really that you're trying to prove your worth to others or are you trying to prove your worth to yourself? And another way I see this show up is the not self of the undefined ego will make a ton of promises, always making promises. And maybe deep down the not self or sorry, the undefined ego knows they can't keep those promises. But often the not self is actually making promises to themselves that they can't keep. And then what ends up happening is you make to yourself these promises. Let's say in business, right? Okay, promise I'm going to show up on live five days this week. I'm going to launch my new offer at the end of the month and go for a $50,000 launch. And I'm going to go all in. And these are the steps I'm going to do. And you work with your coach. You create all these steps. You make all these promises to yourself. Yet, this is important. This is a psychology piece. Your identity is someone, I am someone that can't keep promises to myself. I am someone that struggles to show up for my launches. I am someone that isn't good enough. All of these stories. So you actually, we always, this is something I was talking to my clients in one of my programs about yesterday. We always default to the level of our identity. So what ends up happening is you make all these promises to yourself. This time I'm going to do it. This time I'm going to succeed. This time I have the steps. But what happens is your identity hasn't changed. You default to the level of your identity and you don't keep those promises to yourself. What happens is it actually reinforces that reality over and over and over again because you're like, see, I'm someone that can't keep promises to myself. I am someone that doesn't keep promises. I am someone that isn't good enough. Look at how much of a failure I am. Once again, I said I was going to do it and I didn't do it. So this is also why it's so important, why I'm an advocate and one of my, well, my one mentor, there's only one individual that teaches the differentiation degree at the International Human Design School. She doesn't do foundation readings either because what I believe in my backgrounds in psychology, I was a counselor and I agree with her. I'm in alignment with this. You need to address that. Because the knowledge of this is the not self strategy and this is the true self strategy of the undefined center isn't going to be enough to stop that pattern. Why do you keep breaking promises to yourself? We're going to get into it a little bit later, but what do you actually gain by not keeping those promises to yourself? And I want you to really feel into that. It's important because if what you gain is safety, and maybe to you, safety is not being visible online, not being canceled for your beliefs, not being canceled for your ideas. So what you're gaining is safety. You're going to keep breaking promises to yourself, no matter how many times someone tells you that is the not self of your design. So we need to address what is under the surface. And that's not in one foundation call. Often it's not in one month of coaching. That's why I'm such a proponent for long-term mentorship and support. 
All right, so let's break down the ego a little bit more. We have gate 21. Actually, I should have, let's see if Taylor, she has a defined, she only has one defined. All right, Taylor Swift has a defined ego. Gate 21 is the gate of the hunter or the huntress. It's to be in control or to control the circumstances. Gate 51 is going to be this competitive drive. It's the gate of shock. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> it's the drive to be first at something. Now, I just want to say, and this is a little bit unplanned, but I think it's important to talk about, in the online space, what do we see a lot of, especially in the spiritual space lately in the last couple of years, is being competitive is bad. No one's your competition. Don't be competitive. And so imagine all of the conditioning that is happening, especially on the undefined 51, which even Taylor Swift has the undefined 51, even though her ego's defined. All of the conditioning on someone with the undefined 51 of com being competitive is bad. Wanting to be first at something is bad. Be more, lean back more, be more in your feminine. It's bad to be competitive. And all of the conditioning that undefined 51 is taking on. And the discernment really is what conditioning is for me and what is not, right? So gate 51 really is to be competitive, to be first at something. Gate 26, which this is a channel of the entrepreneur raw called it. Taylor Swift has, surprise, surprise, the billionaire has it defined. She is a genius, by the way. I'm not a fan of her music, but she is a, I'm a fan of her as a businesswoman. She is absolutely genius at building a personal brand. You want to learn about personal branding? Follow Taylor Swift, Beyonce. They are geniuses at it. Rihanna. So 26 is to be the best. Again, it's the salesperson or the marketer. And then finally, we have 40, which is the gate of aloneness. And that's to deliver, the will to provide. And we can really start to see. Now, I'm just going to mention this again. This isn't about definition here, but I just want to mention this. When it's defined, you'll have a fixed way of dealing with something. Doesn't mean it's right. So you might have, for example, 26. For Taylor, this unhealthy drive to be the best, where everything else in life is taking a backseat, where your health is taking a backseat, your relationships are taking a backseat, everything else is taking a backseat to be the best. And it's from this, still this desire to prove your worth, but from an unhealthy state. So there can also be an unhealthy state of the definition as well. But I just want you to start to feel into how conditioning of those open centers, or my apologies, those open gates can start to really play with how you show up in life and career in your relationships and in business, because those are the gates that we're going to be dealing with ultimately within the heart. All right, let's dive in a little bit deeper. The undefined heart center healthy state, and then we'll break down the unhealthy state. Then we'll break down some of the language around the not self questions that it will ask you from this perspective. And then we're going to dive into how can you start unraveling this? Because again, knowledge itself isn't power. We need to know how to apply it. We need to know how to unwind it. So the undefined heart center in a healthy state, that person's going to be at peace with themselves, at peace with their decisions, making decisions from a place of embodiment, truth, self-truth and personal power, rather than I'm making this decision because I have to prove myself. Rather than making this decision because I feel unworthy until I accomplish X, Y, and Z. 
They sense and take in the ego of others and can become wise about that, right? From a business perspective, we're always selling through our openness in business. So that undefined or opened ego is going to take in the energy of those that have it defined, become wise on it, and then be able to sell that in business, helping people maybe you're selling a course on really, this is broad. I would help my clients become more clear, but just on the fly, helping people with developing their sense of self-worth, releasing generational trauma, releasing trauma and developing their sense of self-worth. That could be an area of what you're selling with the undefined ego or open ego. The undefined heart slash ego healthy state also knows what you can and can't deliver on. Again, this isn't just for someone else. It's for yourself. They're going to make promises they can keep and then back it up. And yet again, like I had said, part of the problem is, well, what are you gaining from continually breaking promises to yourself? That's something we have to start looking at because there is going to be a gain there. And in business, one of the biggest things I see is this deep fear of visibility, this deep fear of cancellation. So people will make all these promises to themselves about a launch, about their brand, what they're going to do in their brand. And then they break all of those promises one by one. But again, it reinforces that identity of the core of I'm someone that's going to be canceled. I'm someone that's not good enough. I'm someone that can't be visible because of X, Y, and Z. We always default to the level of our identity. The undefined heart center in the unhealthy, unhealthy. So the not self of the undefined heart center feels less worthy than others. And because you feel less worthy, you try to prove your worthiness. You might be trying to prove your worthiness through trying to be in control, trying to be brave. It can even show up as egotistical, right? So it can almost be this mm, trying to prove one's worth through an inflated sense of self. And then that can cause alignment issues, of course, as well in business or in life, in relationships. What also will happen is the undefined ego in an unhealthy, not self state will then start to make decisions, maybe not correct decisions, not aligned decisions. Raw calls it engaging in foolish acts to prove yourself. It's not because it's the right decision in business. It's not because it's the right decision in your relationship. It's not because it's the right decision in your career. You're doing it to prove yourself. And often what happens from that place is more misalignment, more feelings of unworthiness, because it's not even what you wanted to prove yourself in in the first place. It's not even what you wanted to do in the first place. So now you're down this sidetrack of something that doesn't even make you happy, something that doesn't even make you fulfilled, but it's all in the name of trying to prove yourself. We can see this, right? With even something that comes to mind right now is your parents, Maybe you went to be a doctor and it had nothing to do with wanting to be a doctor. It had nothing to do with what that career means to you in terms of fulfillment and happiness and purpose in life. Yet you're trying to prove yourself. Maybe because your parents thought you could never actually do it. Maybe because teachers had said you weren't smart enough to do it. Or because your parents put that on you as this is what you have to do to be worthy in this world. So now you're doing it, not because it's in alignment. And all it does is create more and more not self-decisions. It's like a snowball in the wrong direction. When we're looking at the undefined, unhealthy state as well, 
Others might find you and may find you untrustworthy because you can't keep promises. And again, this leads you down that trail of trying to make more promises to keep the promises, but you're making too many promises maybe, and you don't have enough resources, you don't have enough time, so you have no choice but to break the promises, which again goes in a snowball in the wrong direction. In the unhealthy state, you may make promises to just prove yourself, or even if we're looking at career or business, take less money for your services than you ultimately should because of a sense of unworthiness. So you have an offer, for example, that say you want to speak to the CEOs that are making a billion dollars, but you're settling for someone really struggling with money because you don't think you're worthy to speak to who you really want to speak to. I have a lot of clients that work with public figures and celebrities. When they first came to me, there was a fear around that. I'm not worthy to work with a celebrity. I'm not worthy to work with a public figure. So they take less money or create services for someone that's not in alignment because of a sense of unworthiness of working with who they really want to work with. Well, we need to address that because again, not one foundation call is going to fix that. That's coaching. That's support, long-term support. However, what ends up happening is when you start to build a brand or a business in the wrong direction because of your sense of unworthiness to serve who you desire to serve, it just creates more not-self. It creates more of a not-self life, more not-self decisions to prove yourself. And you never actually, from that place, ever work with the person you actually want to work with. And a lot of that not-self discussion, the stories that are going to happen in your mind are, you know, I can do this so that I prove myself, or I should do this so I can prove myself. I should do this so people think I'm worthy. Or if I do this, I'll prove myself and I won't get kicked out of the community. Who's ever had that? Who's ever felt that? If I do this, I saw this in even myself when I first got in the online space, I have to show up this way and I have a defined ego. However, it was showing up in where my gates are undefined in it and other areas of my chart as well. I have to show up this way. I have to be this person so I don't get kicked out of the community. So I don't get kicked out of the tribe. So I'm not an outcast. And those stories can come up, right? If maybe you've been the black sheep your whole life. Maybe you've been on the sidelines your entire life, been seen as the weird one or the rebel or whatever the case may be. And it's this feeling of through that undefined ego, let's stay on the undefined ego of I finally am being accepted. So I need to keep doing this to prove that I can be a part of the community, to be a part of the team. So then the undefined heart center and the unhealthy state continues to try to prove themselves repeatedly, just feeling more unworthy as they go. Another story of the undefined heart center slash ego, not self-mind, is I'm not a good employee. I'm not a good wife. I'm not a good husband. I'm not a good partner. I'm not a good friend. Insert whatever it is here, right? Insert the definition, mother, father, employee, CEO, entrepreneur. Unless I prove it by doing this or that. Has this ever come up for you? Unless I prove it by doing this or that. When I was a counselor, there were a lot of families I worked with that had been showing up. I'm not a good mother unless I prove it by doing this. And it was basically being their kid's BFF. 
And then there were behavior issues that were starting to come out. A fun, if not a really funny story. I can look back on it now as a funny story was I was working with families where the teens were in group homes <laughs> and I was a supervisor at the time, which meant you were on call. And one of the teens from this very situation, I'm not a good mother unless I prove it by doing this or that, which was no boundaries for this the child, the teen, although it had started as a child. And I'll never forget my phone rings at like, I don't know, midnight, 1am. It was the middle of the night either way. And the staff at the group home had given my personal cell phone number to this family. The teen had gone home for the weekend and the mother was finally starting to come into her sense of power, right? So was trying to put in boundaries, was trying, was stopping trying to prove herself as a good mother and knowing she was innately worthy. She didn't have to prove it. And so these boundaries were in place. She started saying no. And either way, I get this call and I hear screaming in the background. I go, who is this? She says who it is. How'd you get this number? She said, well, the staff working at the group home gave it to me. And all I hear is screaming in the background, stuff crashing. And she goes, she is throwing things. She's smashing everything. It's a disaster. Now, we're not going to get into what happened from that place. I couldn't help. It was completely inappropriate for someone to be calling me at that time of night or calling me on my personal cell phone. But the point is, the entire her entire life, it had been, I'm not a good mother unless I prove it by doing this or that. And was what that meant, what she had equated to being a good mother was no boundaries, never saying no, allowing this individual, the child to just run amok essentially, right? Be the best friend. That's how I prove myself. That's how I'm a good mother. And of course it led to a lot of issues long-term. And often that is the case when we've been living in the not self for most of our life, it is often the case where we are undoing all of those stories. And sometimes there is this fallout. And yet we have to also come back to our personal power, understanding that we are strong enough to deal with that, to strong enough and powerful enough, have the resources and support. And sometimes that is bringing in the appropriate support to deal with that fallout. Because sometimes even in a relationship, for example, that might look like a relationship falling apart, a divorce or leaving a career. And then what does that look like for you, right? Because again, you might continue down that unfulfilling, not self-life of, well, I can't do that. And it might show up in other areas of your chart as well, right? Well, why can't you do that? Well, I need to hold on to this direction, starting to hold on to things that aren't good for you. Why? Well, I don't want to lose that person. So that might be someone with an undefined splenic center, undefined ego. I can't lose this person. I need this person. And so you don't actually honor your truth. You don't actually honor what's correct for you because of this attachment, undefined spleen center, undefined ego, this attachment of I can't lose this person. I have to prove myself to them. I have to prove I'm worthy. Some other questions or manifestations of the undefined heart center, not self, is trying to prove your worthiness by being in control. <laughs> This is a big one for high performers I work with. Maybe you can relate to this. I know I've been there and it shows up in different ways in my chart. So the, con the conversation of the not self in the head is I have to be in control. If I'm in control, I'll be able to prove myself to myself and others that I'm worthy. Right? And there's this humiliation, this guilt, this shame that starts to manifest if you're not in control or this pain that starts to show up in the body of 
losing control or this perception of having lost control. But again, just the knowledge enough of this is not self, this is true self isn't going to be enough. We need to go deeper. Another way is trying to prove you are brave and worthy through taking risk, unaligned risk. Sometimes the reality is there is risk, especially if you are an entrepreneur. The reality is there is risk to being an entrepreneur. And there's tough decisions often in life that have to be made that come with risks. But that's different than just doing it to prove you are brave. It's like jumping off a cliff. Okay, who had their mothers say to them, you know, if Sally jumped off a cliff, would you? <laughs> My mom used to say that to me all the time. If Sally jumped off a cliff, would you? She didn't use the Sally. She would use the friend's name, right? But essentially what the, the point there is, is trying to prove yourself by being brave. Trying to prove yourself that you're a part of the tribe. You're a part of the community. You don't want to get kicked out of the community. And this is a big manifestation of the undefined ego. The the truth of the matter for me was I was usually leading the charge with my defined heart. <laughs> I was the one jumping out of second story uh, bank barns and et cetera, et cetera, and egging on the boys and everything to prove, you know, in leading the charge in my defined ego. However, again, it wasn't really an overly healthy state of it. Another way is trying to prove one's worthiness through being egotistical. Look at me. Look how great I am. Right? Another way is playing at being loyal to others in order to prove your worth. And this can cause you to be alone. And in business, when we, especially in business or relationships, let's be honest, in every manifestation of life, when we're trying to be something we're not, people can feel that. Something we say all the time with BG5 at the BG5 Institute is your energy speaks before you do. So when we're looking at a mantra, Ross said, for the undefined heart center, he said a mantra he recommend, I have nothing to prove to anyone, not even myself, under any circumstances ever. I'm going to say that again. This is the mantra of the undefined heart center. I have nothing to prove to anyone, not even myself, under any circumstances ever. Now, this also doesn't mean going to the far other end and saying, screw everyone, I just do whatever I want. And then becoming kind of a bulldozer or a bull in a china shop, right? And I hope that my community can understand the nuance of that, that now it isn't just like, screw everyone, I do whatever I want, I don't care who I hurt in the process. And that's certainly not what I'm saying. However, it is a gift to yourself as an undefined heart, is a gift to yourself just as a human being, regardless of what your definition is, to finally come to a, the peace, the inner peace of saying, I have nothing to prove. I want you to breathe that in. What does it feel like to actually say out loud and say it out loud? I have nothing to prove to anyone, including myself. And from that place, then what are the aligned decisions? It doesn't mean you don't go out and achieve. What we've already learned is that the ego, the heart, is a big center of achievement and, a, and accomplishment. Accomplishment is a pillar of flourishing and positive psychology. So it's not that now we don't achieve. Now we don't accomplish. Now we're not competitive. It's that nuance of you are competitive in the things that are correct for you. You accomplish the things that are correct for you. You achieve within the realms of business and life that are correct for you. Can you feel that difference? Because that is the nuance. All right. So I'm going to give you guys a couple questions to feel into. If you are recognizing the not self, 
within yourself, a couple of things to feel into, because here's the thing. There is always, like I said previously in this training, there are always going to be reasons we are staying where we are and knowledge isn't enough. I started my business with only doing foundation calls and there were a lot of people that stayed where they were. A lot of people that were on the hamster wheel of the not self. Why? Because having the knowledge of this is the healthy state and this is the unhealthy state isn't enough. And that's why in my packages, when I work with people one-on-one, I'm not just there to barf human design language at you and to barf your design at you. Why? That actually is not in service to you. That is not in service to you changing your life and living your life, building a brand by design. It just isn't. Because I see it. Some of the most knowledgeable, knowledgeable people are still stuck where they are. So here's some questions. If you find yourself identifying with the not self of the undefined heart, number one, what am I worried about happening? What am I worried about happening if I stop trying to prove myself? Or you can insert how it manifests for you, right? What am I worried about happening if I stop blank, trying to prove myself, trying to be brave, um, doing this or that, keeping promises, right? Keeping promises so that people think I'm worthy. What am I worried will happen if I stop that? Now, on the flip side, the next question is, what do I gain by continuing to live through the not self? Because you do gain something. You do gain something by staying where you are. You do gain something by trying to prove yourself. And it might simply be, I don't get kicked out of the community. I don't get kicked out of the sisterhood or the brotherhood. I don't get kicked out of the tribe. Tribal frequency is big in human design, right? Oh, I don't get kicked out of the tribe. Or, you know, I finally proved to my parents that I could do it, that I could complete medical school and be a surgeon. That's something I gained by staying here. What do you lose is the third question by staying here. What do you lose by staying here? By continuing to repeat the narrative of the undefined heart center, not self. And then the third question is, what do you decide now? And what are the steps you can tangibly take? Not one day, not I'll start showing up more tangible steps, practical steps you can take to begin unraveling the not self and embodying a healthy state of your undefined ego. What are the steps you can take? Tangible steps. The most important piece is looking at what are you worried about happening if you actually end these behaviors, end these stories, and step into that next level version of self, step into that aligned version of self, Follow along of that is what do I gain by staying where I am? And what do I lose by not taking action? Now you can, you can frame that different ways. The third question, depending on the client, I'll frame it different ways. What do I gain by taking action? And what do I gain by starting to embody the undefined heart center slash ego healthy state? Or what do I lose? And here's the thing, what you may lose by now doing the inner work 
and the healing and the transformation and shifting your identity into really owning that center and the wisdom of that center, what you might lose is a relationship. What you might lose is your career. Are you prepared for that? And if here's the thing, there's no right or wrong with that. If the answer is no, I'm not prepared for that. Okay. Well, the extension of that is still then what do I choose now? And what are the steps I take now? That's still the extension of it. That is still the follow along question of it. Because the reality is, for example, if you lose your career, it might not be realistic for you to just like tomorrow, not have money coming in. All right, perfect. What are the steps we can put in place? Okay, well, the steps I can put in place are number one, send out my resume and start looking for a new career. Number two is let my partner know what I've been feeling and that I'm going to be looking for a new career. Those are some two tangible things you can now take action on. If the answer truly is like at this point, I truly cannot just pick up and leave my career. Right? But we can start pulling it apart and putting tangible steps in place but it's above and beyond just the knowledge. It's above, above and beyond just this is the unhealthy state, this is a healthy state. And this is why I'm such an advocate of actual coaching around this. And there is no, and what I find is a lot of people in the beginning, they're looking at human design to be their authority instead of really owning their inner authority. So it's, well, what does human design say I should do? Well, one, it doesn't say what you should do. Two, you are your authority. And then we can start digging into what are the layers even there? Well, I don't want to feel guilt or shame if I make the wrong decision. Well, is there a wrong decision? Because as Ra-Ruhu would say, human design doesn't stop you from meeting limitations or challenges. What it means is you get the limitations and challenges that are meant for you. And when you get the limitations and challenges that are meant for you, you have the strength, which is your definition, and the wisdom, which is your openness, to overcome said challenge or limitation, right? So we have to start shifting the narrative of just knowledge with this knowledge and actual coaching through it, actual going deeper into it of what are actually the benefits of me staying here? What have I decided are the benefits of me staying here? And what do I now decide? What are the benefits or what do I lose if I take action? And then putting those steps in place. So this is, again, simply the undefined ego. I gave you guys a hint on how this can manifest in terms of different centers. So it's often also not so black and white. I'll get people in my DMs or my emails and I can't help you that way. We need to be in a coaching relationship because it's not black and white. It's not just because you're a four, six generator with an undefined ego that's it's manifesting like this. So as I said, you might have, maybe you've been trying to prove yourself in a relationship and then you realize all along it's been the wrong relationship all along. And you've been trying to prove yourself to maybe your parents to, your, to yourself or to your partner that you're worthy. And so now you've been in this relationship for five years, you're married, you have a house and all of these other things, maybe kids. And you realize that it's been the wrong relationship all along. Or maybe you have been realizing that and that's why you're sitting in front of me. Well, if you have an undefined splenic center and undefined ego, 
not even mentioning everything else that could be going on in the chart, the conversation may be, I can't leave because I need this person. I, I need this person. I can't let go of this person, right? And the stories of the splenic center start to come in. So we also want to zoom out a bit. And while this training is on the ego, understand that it is one piece of the puzzle on how it's going to manifest within you. Or I'll have clients say, they see something of mine online and they say, well, you know, you said this about the undefined ego, but I have a defined ego and I'm experiencing some of the things you talked about. Well, it might be a gate that you're experiencing in a channel. It could be a gate in conjunction with what's going on elsewhere in the chart. What we have to be open to is the nuances, unraveling the nuances, unraveling what has been the benefit of staying where you are, of staying in these stories and staying in something that doesn't serve. And then how do we move you towards the path that you desire to move? All right, my friends, I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, please share with someone so they can watch us as well and benefit from the information here. And let me know if you would like more videos on this as well. It's not available yet. However, you guys have been asking about it. I am launching a one-on-one -on -one offer where it's more of a holistic analyst, exactly this holistic animal analyst viewpoint where I'm combining my psychology background and positive psychology and mind body coaching. And it's a deconditioning offer and it doesn't have to be just business. I know you guys have been looking for this, asking me for this, and it's finally here. It is not available just yet. It will be available in the next week. So keep your eyes open for that because one-on-one -on -one spaces in my world are extremely limited. All right, my friends, I hope you have a beautiful day and I'll talk to you soon.